What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Threes of Crowd podcast, episode 13. 13, 13 weeks. We're doing pretty good. We're still on it. Uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. Last week, we brought you a little bit different, different episode. This week, we're going to bring you something different. Try and figure out what you guys want, you know? So today's going to be what we call cigars and shoot the shit. We're going to smoke some cigars, talk some shit. No real topic. Everybody had a long day at work today. No one really fucking feels like talking about super intense pressing issues that we probably don't know enough about anyways. So today, like I said, we're just going to be shooting the shit on here. So welcome to Nick sitting next to me and Ray in Kansas and then producer Marco slightly to the left of us. If you guys are, are wondering and asking yourselves, wait, why doesn't Ray have a cigar? Why isn't Ray smoking a cigar? There's only one reason, and it's not because he's indoors. It's because his landlord watches our podcast, and she, let me tell you, she's a bitch. Um, if she caught him smoking cigars indoors, she'd raise his rent, she'd kick him out, all that. So, Nancy, lighten up. Dude, it's not only that. It's that I have, we have centralized, centralized air conditioning here, so if I were to smoke a cigar in here, you could take all the precautions as one does. I could put a fucking towel under the door. I could use air fresheners. But, like, the people that I'm sharing this air conditioning with would just, you know, just be abused by the cigar smoke. So I can't get away with it. There's nothing I could do. Um, I'm not going to go outside and smoke a cigar because it's currently 15 degrees. Um, and I've tried smoking a cigar outside when it's this cold. And what happens is your hands, they freeze. And they turn blue. So I won't be doing that anytime soon. Uh, maybe I can go to a cigar lounge or something and, and do it in there. But I'm not sure that the other guests will be super happy about me recording a whole podcast there. And I'm sure they don't have great Wi-Fi at the cigar lounge. I don't know. It's all right. You know, at least tell tell the fans what you – oh, wait. Fans. Remember fans. Like. Subscribe comment follow you guys aren't doing enough of that shit all right yeah, you know we're real. putting in the work over it. show some support and show some love god damn it all right it's I'm not that much it. to ask for it takes multiple seconds i know you see that shit so you know help us out in that way but back to what i was saying about the fans right tell the fans what you will be smoking post episode since you're not smoking one right now maybe and then nick can tell us and i'll say what we're smoking on today well i will be smoking el mago at some point I don't know about post-episode, but I will be smoking El Mago uh, maybe when it's not 15 degrees outside. And maybe I'll go to my local uh, cigar shop where I can buy an El Mago cigars here in, in Kansas, and I'll smoke one there with you know the, the owners. And uh, we'll also call our clients. So perhaps I'll do that and enjoy the warm weather. And they also offer me alcohol for free, which is fun. Um, little some, Sometimes they offer me whiskey. Uh, one time I made a comment at a cigar shop. I was actually pitching them El Mago, um, which they said yes to. Obviously, he's in the best. But I was pitching them El Mago, and we were trying different whiskeys that they had there, single malts. And I made a, a comment that I guess didn't sit right with them. I was like, you know, you know, uh, last New Year's Eve I had uh, I had Blue Label, and I, I really wasn't impressed. I think I think I, like if I were blindfolded, I couldn't tell the difference. And everyone stopped, and they're like, they're like, what? They're like, trust me, you could tell the difference. So, well, maybe it's just because I don't have a great palate or maybe it's because, you know, I smoked five cigars that night, but I couldn't taste a difference. And to try that out and see if I could taste a difference this New Year's Eve, I did have Blue Label again. 
and I could taste the difference, and it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It's I could see why it's a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of single malt. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and Kansas City. Great state, great cigar state. As Ray mentioned, we got our cigars over there, and there's several uh, people in Kansas enjoying the cigars. And so, shout out to Ray, shout out to Kansas, and um, Midwest. What do we? What, what do we, what, what we? what do we got going on for the first for the first topic? Tell them what you're smoking. Oh, tell them what I'm smoking. Guys, I'm smoking the El Mago, the Miami Maduro. And uh, it's a Maduro, which is a, like a fuller strength cigar. Uh, it's got a little more body to it. Um, and uh, this cigar currently comes in a box of 10. And uh, it's available in six different states across the U.S. Um, stores are listed on my website. It's also for sale on my website. Uh, we'll drop a discount code. If you're watching the pod and you want to try one out for yourself, we'll drop it. We'll drop it below. That's what are you smoking? I am sampling what could be the newest El Mago cigar to be coming in. You know, I've been telling Nick, I love, uh, I'm not a crazy cigar smoker, but I do enjoy it. And I will smoke on occasion when everybody is smoking one or, or the time is right. But I don't really like the bigger sticks. So, the Oliva Series G, which is crap now that I have this, was what I would lean towards because that was the size I wanted. I wanted the smaller cigar because I don't want to waste any. So my boy Nick is hopefully creating a smaller size. Same, It's the same Toro size, right? Or what's correct me on the size. So the size, so Toro is a size that's generally around six inches, and this is called a Robusto which this is going to be a four and a half inch. Um, and I, you know, I know four and a half is more, is more your size range, you know? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> size doesn't matter. <laughs> is, is it the same gauge though, Nick? Uh, it's a, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit uh, smaller of a gauge. Uh, it's going to be a four and a half by 50 millimeters. Uh, the Toro is a 52. So it's, not not a very big difference and it's uh that one on the rest of smoking is identical except the the, the i guess the live version i'm gonna call it is going to be a box pressed uh, yeah perfect you no know, box pressed smaller cigar so no name as of yet I, i'm pretty sure no name yet we don't want to drop anything but just know be checking your shops because if you're already looking and you're already buying the bigger ones and you want something smaller, maybe a little quicker smoke, will be popping up in the near future. So make sure to be checking that. And then we got producer Marco over to the left piping down a little Miami Art Deco El Mago. Clearly, we're sponsored by El Mago here. Obviously, don't smoke anything else. If you do, you're a loser. Um, but topics-wise for today, we don't really have anything set in stone, so I figured maybe we'd just kind of go off the top of the dome and, and maybe like share something fun about the golf trip we just went on. Nick and I just went on a little golf trip with our buddy JR and Ethan, hit the links a little three rounds in three days over there in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, maybe share your favorite experience from that. For the for the golfers and non golfers out there, 
golf is very um it's very enjoyable um it's also very frustrating at the same time because it's a difficult sport to play but it's enjoyable because you get to be outdoors um and you know if the weather's nice it's always nice to enjoy enjoy a day in the sun uh good for you you know over overall i'd say um but we had a lot of fun we we golfed three different courses in uh in fort myers and i gotta say my favorite was the first course we went to which is uh called babcock in uh babcock babcock ranch and i thought it was really cool uh not only because we saw several alligators uh during the during the course but uh it was cool because there was a ton of water that made it that made it challenging that made it very challenging um and for those of you who aren't from from florida who are listening there's a shit ton of gators in florida and at this golf course there was like uh specifically on the west coast though yeah 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 yeah. um there was a body of water sometimes more than one on each hole and we saw a handful of gators just chilling right outside of that of that body of water and so you could get 20 feet away from one easily and your ball could have literally hit one on the head and you'd have to say goodbye to that ball i also want to state that nick's dumbass the biggest gator we saw like there was one clear winner at the biggest gator we saw and nick thought great let me throw a rock in its direction <laughs> like like the hell like bro we're not in we're not in go-karts it's not like we're riding these crazy fast golf carts here. But, yeah, definitely a lot of gators, a lot of bodies of water. Ray called me on the first day, which was our friend John Raymond's birthday. Um, wasn't having the best round at the time that Ray called. You know, somehow we had four people there, including myself, so three including me. And we were able to split the teams up. Everybody played with a different partner three days in a row. Somehow my team managed to lose all three days in a row. You think like, and, and John Raymond, I know you're listening to this shit. He, you're supposed to get the shoe in win when, we, when you're with him. He's supposed to carry the team, get you the dub. make. And I, I got to play with him first. So I'm thinking, all right, it's his birthday. We're rolling into the weekend. I'm going to start positive. No. Guy played the worst round in a long time. Sorry about that, JR. But <laughs> played the worst round in a long time. Ethan and Nick came out, beat us. And somehow I managed to lose 40 bucks three straight days in a row. Lost the full bet. every. Actually, I made one putt and pushed one bet. So I lost 30 that day. So a nice $110 negative on the team play for me in that tournament or trip. And Ray caught me on one of the tail ends of it. I watched, I watched all the boys tee off on one of the, like, they were just starting in the first hole. And I don't know if anyone had a good fucking tee off, bro. I think Ethan went right. I think Nick went left. I don't know where Abdes went. I don't think JR had a good one. So I don't know. I mean, hey man, as long as you're out there having fun with the boys, you know, it doesn't really, your performance isn't that important. The question is, though, if a gator came at you, what club are you using to defend yourself? Oh, I have the immediate answer. So my idea, if that gator started running at us, that I was going to use the the biggest club in my bag, which would be to push Andres off the side of the golf cart. So I'd be using the Andres club, and I would take off, and Andres <laughs> would sacrifice himself for me. See, again, Nick's the dumbass on the thing throwing shit at the gator, and then he's going to use me as the escape plan. Ray, to answer your question, the putter. 
I've got one of those skull crusher putters because you would think you, you got to use the driver, bro. I bet uh, that club snaps way faster. Snaps, snaps. You skull crusher putter to the dome. There's an, and I mean, chances are I miss or I just shit my pants because there's a six foot gator barreling down at me. But if I had a choice, it would be a skull crusher putter. I don't know. It's not long enough for me, dude. A putter's not long. I wanted some range on it, you know? Yeah, but if you think about it, the best tool to use if we're not talking about only golf clubs is is the golf cart because that thing's low to the ground and it could I mean it could definitely outrun a golf cart. But if you could manage to run it over with your I mean, golf cart That's too scary though. What if it gets stuck under the golf cart, then what? How do you get out? Yeah, how do you get out? If it gets if it gets Stuck under, that's what you want. You want it to be stuck under the golf cart, no? Well, I mean, like, then you just have a fucking, yeah. Then you just have a mouth that is just like, just like on one side of the, just fucking on one side of the golf cart. You know, like, I don't know. I guess you could stand on, you could like stand on top of your bags in the back and hold on to the roof. And it can't, it can't reach you there. I guess you could do that, right? I guess not. I don't know. I'm going, I think I'm going with the solid if if I have a four iron in my bag, I'm going with the four iron. It's long enough. I could really swing that thing around. I could use the fucking the 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 tip of the club and just start fucking bashing it like an axe. You know what I mean? Especially if I have my blades out there. I was about to say if if sorry, if you're using your blades, I mean you could fucking cut a filet mignon with the clubs yeah. that Wraith whips out. Those fucking well, Chinese previous, old before, clubs, the before, previous clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you want to be you'd want to be my partner when we're golfing cuz I bring a secondary bag when I golf. And that bag, it doesn't have a 9 iron in it. It has a 9 millimeter in it. Mm-hmm. And that would be Honestly, that dude, would I'm be the even, best way to take out a gator. I'm not even feeling good about a 9 millimeter against a gator. I'm not feeling good about it. Like I would And then I that's would, why Nick also carries a 45, 45. on police, the course. Police issued edition 45, yeah. Call me, call me Joey Diaz because I got a 45 in between my cheeks pointed right at your direction. Yeah, it has to be a 45 if you want to take down Gator coming at you. No way a nine's going to do it. It's going to eat a nine, bro. I mean, if you ever watch that show, uh, Swamp People, I mean, they use like, they kill it. They kill the Gator with one shot usually, but it's a fucking rifle, bro. I mean, I don't know what round they're using. I doubt it's like a 5.56 five, or a. I'm sure it's just a, a bigger, older fucking round that they're using. Dude, speaking on shooting an animal. Oh. Not the best headline there, but speaking on shooting an animal, Nico, my younger brother, and his roommate. Oh, it's so funny, bro. I was going to bring this up too. Returned back to their tender home in Tallahassee, Florida, which they stay at for their college. And. I'm not going to say anybody's names because I don't have permission, but one of Nico's roommates, the first one to get there, showed up, and when he opened the door, it looked like somebody robbed the place. The pantry was flipped over. It smelled like someone took 100 dukes in the kitchen. (laughs) And obviously, it's pure panic at that point. Like He was also the last one to leave. So he's like, oh, my God, did I lock the door? Did I leave a door open? And then he hears noise, so he freaks out. And he sees a squirrel in his living room. So he's like, oh, my God, there's squirrels in here. He goes up to his room, finds a squirrel in his desk up there, poop everywhere. It got so cold in Tallahassee during the winter break that, you know, the the 
the like I don't even know what it's called that lets the fumes the exhaust of, the exhaust the exhaust for the house that lets the fumes out of the dryer and all that shit. It got so cold that the animals tried to get in there and it was life or death and they scratched through the whole entire filter and got into the apartment and spent two weeks just ransacking the place, shitting everywhere, eating all the crap. And the the thing that sucks and why I said shooting an animal, squirrels will go back to where they already know. So they they kept getting the squirrels out of the apartment, but they would come right back in. So the exterminator was like, we've got one option here. And, you know, they just looked away and they shot the squirrel. And that, that's kind of the only option because it was just going to keep coming back and there was no way to, to stop that. And why the hell would the squirrel not come back? Free food, air conditioning, anywhere is a shitter. So sadly, that squirrel was a casualty. You can't feel bad about squirrels, man. You can't. I mean, they're fucking tree rats. They're just rats that live in trees that are furry. They're disgusting. I would be better looking than rat. Yes. But you know what? That I think that shows some uh some pretty high intelligence there from the squirrels. You know? I mean they were there for two weeks. If it's a four bed, two bath. No, four bed, four bath. It's a four bed, four bath, two weeks. Rent would probably probably be around in Tallahassee a thousand uh for two weeks, maybe two thousand a month. They paid zero. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty smart. Pretty smart of the squirrels. I mean, dude, like they they fucked that shit up so bad that they had to like throw their whole couch out. Like they really, they really did a number on that apartment. And and the, it sucks that they like they only have like three more months left, <laughs> and it's over. And they have to couch. rebuy a new couch and shit. And I mean, what would be the legal implications in squirrel court on this one? So are they, if if they would have survived. Are they facing time for this? Well, assuming that there's squirrel adverse possession in the squirrel jurisdiction of Tallahassee, um, they may have a valid claim that the entire apartment's actually theirs. Adverse possession is is in, in the adults, not squirrel world, in the human world, is a, a legal uh, claim or theory in which um, someone owns a tract of land based on how they possessed it even though they don't have the proper title to it so there's a bunch of i don't remember off the top of my head but there's a bunch of elements that they need to meet it needs to be like open notorious uh possession and a bunch of other shit but essentially like technically if- ray they would be considered if we're talking in human terms like you know human law squatters they'd be con- squatters right yeah i mean i mean adverse possession is is like a gist, like very loosely, it's the same thing as, as squatters' rights. But like, imagine Nick owned a piece of land in in Naples, right? And unbeknownst to Nick, I've been, you know, I've been living in that tract of land. I've I've, I've built a, a log cabin. I've I've been tending to the the farm. I've been tending to the garden or some shit. I've been and I've done it for such a long time, even though I know it's not mine that the law will recognize it as mine. So Nick loses all legal claim to his to his land. If he doesn't Isn't that isn't that after like 5 years or something? It, every every jurisdiction has a different statutory period. So it could be 10 years, it could be 5, it could be 15, it could be 20. So if I do it for 20 consecutive years uh and Nick doesn't contest it and Nick doesn't know 
then that that land is legally mine, which is so fucking nuts, dude. It's so crazy. You gotta think about all the people who have land, like like you know, land that isn't developed all over the country, and like they just literally they just can't go out to New Mexico to go check it out. You know, and it's just been years and they can't go out there. They know that they own it, but they just can't go out there. They go, you know, 10 years from now, there's a whole family living there. <laughs> like, it's not yours anymore, buddy. It's it's theirs. And it's it's just, that's something that I'd never understood from, from a legal perspective, how you're, uh, how you're going to allow theft, essentially. But... Moral of the story, visit your land. Hey, producer Marco just tossed in that the life expectancy of a squirrel is only two years. So if we're going to break that down, yeah, we're going to, if we're going to break that down, they definitely met that five-year threshold within two weeks at that establishment. And I think legally that was their home and they they were, they were removed unjustly. They squirrel versely possessed it, in my opinion, If, if in my, in my legal squirrel opinion uh they squirrel virtually uh, possessed it so nico you're out hey. of your shit out of luck hey and if any lawyers or law firms are listening clearly we have a candidate here who is well versed in squirrel law yeah. so don't sleep on this guy he'll get <laughs> any squirrel off any case and if you've watched it's sunny in philadelphia it's always sunny bird in philadelphia law. which you definitely should if you don't there's Got bird to. law and bird Charlie law. is like very well versed in bird law. He's, he's so, a renowned bird law, bird lawyer. Renowned. So Ray has the chance to quickly climb the ranks in a very uncompetitive field. And yeah. you never know down the road. I'm sure there's a Rick and Morty episode somewhere where squirrels take over the world in that world. Ray oh, is rich. Shit. Dude, Rick and Morty is no longer, bro. Isn't that crazy? Did you hear that? They ended it? No, bro. They so they're so they just made a new season, right? And they're gonna they're gonna like let it play out on on Adult Swim, but Adult Swim terminated like their relationship with with Rick and Morty because the creator was just accused or arrested of domestic violence. So they're, Netflix uh, will pick them up or Hulu. I don't know, bro. I mean, they're done. They're not making any more seasons after this one. So this is the last Rick and Morty season that we may ever get. Yeah. Which is nuts. Well, the last thing I want to touch on, speaking of squirrels and Rick and Morty, I want to ask each of you guys individually, do you think the U.S. will ever become communist? No, absolutely not. Not Squirrels? Squirrel Uism? Producer Marco says that they just cut ties with Roland, but to my understanding, they cut ties with Rick and Morty as a whole. Maybe they changed it, but like the reports that I saw was that Rick and Morty will not continue on Adult Swim. I mean, he's like the star and co-creator, so I'm pretty he, sure he, he plays voices, a role. He voices them. He voices a lot of the characters. And that's kind of an issue if the voice of the characters can't continue on. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like by cutting ties with one of the creators, you're cutting ties with the entire show. But uh, I think they'll be able. They'll probably be able to, to, to sell the rights and all that, and someone else will pick it up because they already have a good uh, following and stuff, so. Sell the rights and I'm just sure. have different voices? Like, that sucks. I, I don't know. I, I find it hard that, that it's just going to crash and burn. They have a really fucking devout fan base, bro. Like, right? So, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. When there's a will, there's a way, I guess. 
I mean, I guess I they... And that sucks, dude. They had just inked that, like, Puma deal, and they were doing the Rick and Morty LaMelo balls. Like, like they were starting to, like, branch out in, uh, like, more product lines and stuff. It's kind of unfortunate for them because, like you said, they had, they had, like, a serious cult following. Like, there's people that, like, I, I liked Rick and Morty. I really enjoyed the show. So I didn't even, I randomly just brought it up because they always have some animal shit. But yeah, like R.S.C. Snake, Rick. The, the snake first or whatever. Or there's snake people. Yeah. Uh, what else? Nick, you got something? Yeah, I mean, that was a serious question that I asked you guys. If communism will ever live in the United States? Ever, yeah. Absolutely not, no. Okay, race absolutely not on this, I, I mean, I really hope not. So I would, I'm going to say no for the positivity. No. Absolutely not. No. Be good. There's, there's, there's a 0% chance that communism could thrive here. I mean, the way that our the way that our legislature and the way that we have the three different branches of government, it, it can't exist here. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do well here. I mean, I don't even think that you could even take the initial step of towards it. The way that our constitution is set up and the way that our branches of government are separated. But yeah, that's crazy. You're talking about communism. That's why I talk about Costco. <laughs> Let's hear what you have to say about Costco. Well, kind of the same thing. Go ahead. Um, dude, I, I ordered on, on Instacart, I ordered, uh, a bunch of fucking food from Costco, dude. Like I really, I mean, I really, I spent a lot of money, but I think for what I got, I didn't spend that much money. You ready to hear these stats right now? I got 33 pounds of chicken thighs from Costco. I got 12 pounds of ground beef from Costco, dude. If you, I, and I spent like an hour, like, you know, cutting the fucking ground beef in half, putting it in the Ziploc, putting it in the freezer, like fucking, it took forever, bro. And then the chicken thighs took even longer, but I now have like 50 dinners ready to go for like, I, I'm not going to buy groceries for the next fucking two months almost. So after, after giving us the, the gross weight amount of meats that you bought, what is your statement to the vegans? Um, what you're doing is not helping at all. Uh, it's really just a lost cause by you eating beans and quinoa. You're not, the animals are still going to get killed. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're not drinking milk, they're still milking those cows, baby. Like it's not going to change because you stopped. So, I mean, the fact that you're not eating ground beef doesn't mean that they're not breeding cows to kill. So like, I'm going to keep on eating it. Everyone's going to keep on eating it. You just look a fool eating beans. Someone from PETA is shaking. That's right it. Now. And you know yeah. what? I got to give a shout out to Costco. Big shout out to Costco. You guys have great Rabo Encendido, which is oxtail. They really? Yeah, I bought, bought some oxtail from there, whipped it up. Mmm, fire. They have oxtail at Costco? They got everything at Costco, bro. Really? They, I- got, they, have, they have meat parts you never even heard of. Mm. You got to love Costco. I can buy this one membership, and I can get gas at a discount. I could nope. go see an eye doctor. Nope. I could go buy any food item I could think of in mass quantity. Nope. I could buy a kayak. I could buy golf clubs. Now they have Kirkland golf clubs. Trampoline. It's just like it's like, bro, where does it stop? Like, like this fucking Kirk- this place is awesome. 
Kirkland's an amazing brand too, bro. They come out with such Dude, quality Kirkland products. stuff is like fire. The Kirkland and ice like, cream that they make is the best ice cream on the market. Like you cannot buy a better ice cream than that. Bro, and the Kirkland golf balls are really good. And now they just unveiled the Kirkland golf clubs and they're comparing them to the, I don't know, P something like really. Oh, Marco put it. Kirkland putter is rumored to be a private label. Scotty Cameron. Scotty. Uh, easy easy and then they're also like their irons now are like supposed to rival like one of the really expensive irons and they look very similar it's like crazy what these guys do it's I love everything's it. cheap everything's fun everything's awesome i love it Ti- oh the titleist t100s is what producer marco is saying they're compared to which we love that you know cheaper options for us garbage golfers like i don't deserve to be buying some that was also a running joke on the golf trip. It was like I would shoot like 110, and I would be like, only option to fix my game is if I went out and spent 2,800 on a full fitted set of <laughs> brand new clubs for tomorrow. Like I would for sure play better. So maybe I just need to go Kirkland. Dude, speaking of Kirkland and Costco, on top of all the perks and like rewards and all that shit that you get with the membership and with going there. They have that free bonus where if you shop in stores, you can get your ankle completely shattered by a giant cart for free. <laughs> it's one. It's a great add-on. They have like those Home Depot fucking carts that are like you like load it up like a flatbed and you fucking <laughs> pull. That Dude, and everyone out. and everyone's in a rush over there. Everyone's like, everyone's like on the move. So if bro, you're I mean, not wearing boots or you're not careful, like. You're crushed, bro. bro. You could spend all day in Costco. Like it's really a fucking problem, bro. You could buy a fucking iPhone in Costco. <laughs> like Dude, Nick and I, Nick and I purchased a kayak at Costco, like an actual full size two person kayak. And for some, it was like a discount deal or some shit. We drove all the way to Davie to go get this shit, and we had to ride home with a two person kayak strapped not well enough to the back of this pickup truck and we were like it's gonna take us like an hour and 20 minutes if we go on the road 30 minutes if we hit the highway what do you think we did of course we ripped the highway all the way home and nick has used the kayak a million times so you know sometimes you just gotta send it yeah wow that's dude i mean that's you could have hurt so many people if that kayak fucking fell off a highway (laughs) like that could have been so bad Ray, check this out, bro. That held the kayak down. No one was getting hurt that day, bro. <laughs> oh my god, bro! That is so yeah, bad. but it was, it was, it was, it was a strain to hold the kayak with my body halfway out the window on the highway. Yeah, that's... dude. Another thing now with like items on the car that shouldn't be, we had to bring a mattress to a location for Nick's mom and. We loaded it on the back of Ray's flatbed. And, you know, there was just one bridge that we had to go over. That is a popular bridge here. And, you know, it, it it's on the open bay. And, you know, it was, it was very windy to the point that it was like, oh, my gosh, the person that's in the backseat with the kayak, there's a fair chance that the wind grabs this, not the kayak, the, that's in the back with the mattress. There's a decent chance, like I'm saying 30% chance that the kayak, I mean, kayak, damn it that the mattress gets picked up by the wind and the person is sent out of the flatbed of the car. And another one, we, we sent it, we got it, nothing happened, but 
that one I was actually the kayak I was not worried. Not at no point was I like, oh, the kayak's about to fall out of the back. At this point, I'm like, dude, I don't remember if it was me or Nick, whoever was back there. I was like, somebody's gonna go flying. Actually, then I was not there. That was not with me. I I moved the mattress with Nick a separate time. That must have been you and Nick. There. This was in my in the GMC truck at that. Ah, uh, there you go, Ray. So it, we we all know that in Miami you have like at least a ten percent chance of seeing some crazy shit like that happen on any given day. Yeah. What do you think the chances are? of that happening in Kansas on any given day. Dude, I, I haven't seen so much. I haven't seen like road rage. Like people, people barely honk their horns here, dude. I was backing up in a parking lot and like, I was about to hit someone and they would not honk their horn just out of like Midwestern respect. And like Kurt, like, like it was so dangerously close. And like, they would like, you're not even like a dirty look or anything. Just like, Oh, those are, you're, you're good, bud. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> Like, damn, in bro. Miami, in Miami, that person's wife's popping out the car and banging your window in. You make a shot. Can park his and pull up on your other side. You make a shot for doing that in Miami. It's it's I don't know, bro. I mean, yeah, people here are just really respectful, and I've I've never seen anything strange on the roads here ever, 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 ever. Like even even like the homeless people here are like not on the same caliber as Miami homeless people. It's interesting. Actually, I, I one time I ordered too much pizza, right? And I just had extra left over. So I was like, hey, like, there's a lot of fucking pizza here. Instead of throwing this shit away, I'm just going to gonna find a homeless person to give it to, right? Like, like, uh, Dude, you're amazing. I know. A good Samaritan I am. And I'm driving around. I'm like, where are there homeless people in this town? I have no idea. I'm like, yeah. You know, Walmart probably seems like a good spot. <laughs> There's probably a homeless person wandering around Walmart. So I went I went to the Walmart parking lot and um I found one. <laughs> I found a homeless person. And uh I pulled my car up to him and um like kind of aggressively, honestly. Like I probably didn't have to do it as aggressively as I did. But like I you know, I pulled up next to him, I broke, and I put my car in park. I'm bringing the box of pizza out. I'm walking towards him, bro. And this guy like freaks out. Like he like, he, like, like he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I'm like, hey, man, I'm I'm just trying to give you a box of pizza. He throws his dukes up, and I'm like, uh, you got a knife in the car? Like, <laughs> how do I play this? This guy's not a very big guy. I'm a pretty big dude. I'm like, I could probably beat the shit out of him. But I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just trying to give you a box of pizza. He's like, oh man, you you can't pull up on someone like that. I was like. What do you, like, do you want the pizza or not, bro? And I just gave it him, and, I, and I, I drove off and called my mom and let her know that I almost had to kill a homeless person. <laughs> but, that was that was touching. <laughs> so, 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 similarly, similarly in Miami, there was a homeless person. Um, uh, I was at a red light. There was a car in front of me. Um, this was a while ago. This was a few years ago, and he had. He had a like he had something wrong with his foot. He didn't have any toes, so his foot looked like nice. a block. Nice. It was like a it was like a thick block, really. His foot was like a thick block, and he he held, he held the record for the longest field goal for many years. Yeah, just a straight block of a foot. I know that's that's got to be some type of superpower. So this guy, he's got this, you know, he's got this block, and and you could see 
you could see it's it's his primary weapon. You could see he knows how to use it. He uses it well. Dude, this guy starts like zoom, kicking <laughs> this window of this of this lady's car in front of me. Just kicking it like he's trying he's trying to break it for sure, kicking it hard. And a lady the lady freaked out and took and took a left on a red to get away from him. And then I was up next and I was like, Nope. I just followed right behind her. Um <laughs> you know, didn't <laughs> The only difference in that story is I just didn't end up giving him a pizza. <laughs> There's this. Go ahead, Alex. Dude, one last Miami um, homeless person story. And for you, man. Oh, uh, well, okay. Second to last. I have a friend who decided to go get a meal at Whole Foods. And the homeless man tried to break into his vehicle. Could not enter the vehicle. So he decided to get a rock. And do his best rendition of a Mona Lisa on the driver's side of the whole vehicle. And that's the beautiful things here we live with in Miami. In a a nice area. This is a nice Whole Foods. No way. Who was that? uh, I don't want to say their name. Just just bleep it out. We'll just edit this part out. Who was it? He was at our Whole Foods right here. No, and somebody tried to break into the car, couldn't get in, and then just decided to get a rock and sketch the whole side of the car from front all the way to the back. <laughs> How long ago was that, dude? Yeah. This was probably like this was probably like two years ago, <laughs> or maybe even less, maybe like a year and a half ago, bro. But it was brutal, dude. Like the guy spent fifteen plus minutes with a rock on the side of the car, just carving into, and it was a black car. So you just saw the it was I mean it was brutal, dude. <laughs> it was brutal. Oh my god. He posted a picture after or another one of our friends posted a picture after and made some crazy comment like at this artist just did his best rendition on the side of my friend's vehicle. Dude. It was it was brutal. No, I uh, do, do do you guys do you guys remember it was every day when we were when we were going to high school. We yes. would pass Iguana would pass, Man. Yeah, Iguana Man. Uh, it was a it was a homeless guy that he always stayed on this corner, and one day he just boom, he's got this pet iguana, and he it's not just like an iguana that hangs around him, it has to hang around him because he put that thing on a leash, and <laughs> he had a designated uh like a like a box that he put it in, and then he also just like let it sit in the bushes with the leash at the, uh you know he was holding the leash, and uh, I thought. <laughs> I thought that was one of the funnier things I've seen. And I, I think I'm going to see if I can get it for producer Marco, but I, I took a picture of it one, at one time because he was right there at the red light. Dude, I guess I have two Miami shit stories, but um, another two. We, and this and I used to work on Lincoln Road uh, in Miami Beach. We used to work at Nike Miami. And um, there was this, this homeless man that did not have arms. He had no arms. He just had, you know, feet. I know that guy. Yeah. And he like would, you know, paint and shit with his feet. Um, and he was just like always very like mouthy, like always. Yeah. He was always very mouthy and, sh- and would like yell at people walking by. Pro- um, producer Marco's letting us know that he just got arrested again. <laughs> and. Wait, he got arrested on the Barstool show? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Ray, do you, did you see that? Um, Dave, 
Barstool Dave was. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he was he. Yeah, Barstool, in the background there. Barstool Dave Portnoy was doing a pizza review, and the uh, this homeless man with no with no arms was walking by, and was just like talking shit, like don't forget to get to don't forget to give it to a cracked addict or some bullshit, and like walked past him, and he um, was pulling a cart with no arms and like it was just incredible to see like it's like how is he doing that like how is he pulling this cart um but he's also dave, a decorated artist yeah he is actually a good artist yeah but dave dude and and for the for the viewers uh producer marco's gonna throw in his mugshot right there bam uh, um, but um yeah he he actually got arrested for stabbing someone with a knife uh, I, which obviously he must have used his feet for that. Um, he's always in and out of jail. So that guy, he's, the fact that he's on, on Barstool is hilarious. I was actually, when, when Dave Portnoy puts down his TikTok, um, I was like one of the first people to comment, like, that guy stabbed someone. <laughs> that guy got arrested for stabbing someone. Dude, and, you know you know who had several encounters with that guy? Like several meaning probably a dozen? John. My grandpa. Really? Because where he worked, the guy was always nearby, and the guy a lot of times would would run into this place of work and would just throw like throw a fit, you know, cursing people out. It was always it was always very aggressive. And I remember one time my my grandfather wanted to defuse the situation, so he ended up just uh, gave him like twenty bucks or something and bought a piece of art from him. Nice, <laughs> nice. You have you have. Foot art I could somewhere. see, I could see your grandpa just saying like, "Hey, hey, let, let's let's chillax here. Let me buy a piece of art. <laughs> let's settle this down. Let me buy a piece of your foot art. Yeah, then, please. Can you get the hell off my property? Yeah, please get out of here. Yeah, and like, and like, would foot art be classified as a fart? No. <laughs> foot art is fart. a fart. Yeah, it's fart. how about that? Boom. I'm buying some fart today. Yeah, that's, that's I'm good call, buying man. some fart. That's foot good call, art, man. dude. That's how's nobody call, thought man. of that? Foot that's art good. is a fart. That's a good call. People have been oh. giving such a bad rap for the word fart for so long now. It's, it's just, just foot art. art. It's just foot art. Idiots. Oh, oh, the artist of uh, this fart that I bought recently <laughs> passed away, and my fart appreciated forty six percent. Yeah, make sure make sure you're you're buying the proper farts. Uh, but yeah, that guy ended up on, on Dave Portnoy's uh, TikTok. Um, and I was like, that guy got arrested for stabbing someone with his feet. And it's like one of the most liked comments. If you find that, that TikTok, you'll, you'll find me. Um, but dude, dude, what would you do if you got stabbed by someone who stabbed you with, Nick, their, with, you, with their you feet? Don't, you what don't would... understand that that person would never be able to get that close to me. Mm-hmm. Like never. There's dude, no he's... way. He's very thin and very fast. He's got, he's got, he's he's a, he's agile. You know, he's always on his feet. He's he's got, all he's got is is his legs and feet. So I don't know. No way. He, there's, there's dude, no okay, way. all right. Hypothetical. He's faster, than, which I I think he's probably faster than you. Like on honestly. foot? On dude? Bro. Absolutely not. Not on hands? Absolutely not. <laughs> he's he's not faster than I am. That is just not. No way, bro. Dude. But think about it. Think about it. When in your right mind would your first assumption be 
that this foot guy is going to shank me Bro, right now. Like, that's like, the thing. Like, you're close to him because you're never considering the fact I, that his toe is going to come with a razor blade at full speed at your face at I any would, second. I would never get that close to him is what I'm saying. Like I would keep, I would keep seen, like a 10-foot perimeter from him. I would not get that close. We've seen that guy. We, we've had, we had plenty of encounters with that guy at a younger age walking the strip on Washington away from him. and like he was always just doing some crazy shit Stay it's kind of funny that this like guy has been such a staple in Miami that yeah. so many people can like talk about it and know about him you still do you think you think he has a good lawyer he spent most of his time out of jail hell no <laughs> bro that guy that guy he needs to be institutionalized more than he had to do for him honestly yeah and he yeah. he's 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 not well but i'll tell you what though my takeaway from all this talking about this guy is don't don't underestimate the uh the abilities of of someone who's constantly like using their feet you know like that's a that's an agile individual that's bro fuck that dude i'm I mean, getting dude this. he could have played he could have played could have played soccer right he could have played could have been nasty at soccer no handballs ever but look definitely not no look, impossible guy, to do that <laughs> that guy gets close to me there's an easy spartan kick to the chest Easy, and he's he's gonna be down for a while. Like that shit's gonna hurt. I promise. He would. My point is, he is he would never get within a twelve foot perimeter of me, and so I won't have to worry about him stabbing me with his feet. Like it just would not be a concern. That is that is my again, again. I just want to throw it out there. You're not considering that this guy is gonna stab you, and if he's really that quick. The radius is going to no shrink. Way he's that quick, dude. There's no dude, way he's that quick. Dude, dude, I'm thinking this guy's super quick. Like, I'm thinking he is moving, dude. Those are his only assets. Those two feet. You don't think that in all of this time, he's learned how to get the absolute max out of them? Bro, fuck that. He can't throw a punch, though. Dude, and I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee, I mean, no. Definitely, he definitely can't throw a punch. But, dude, I guarantee the dexterity in those toes, I guarantee he could stab you with the toes and then wiggle the knife with his big toe and then the, and then the you know, the secondary toe. Just just wiggle it. And, and then what? And then just, to make it hurt, just to make it hurt more. Secondary offense. Like, like, what's his next taking, strike? Taking off on foot. I'm going after him, bro. There's no way. He's faster than you. No, he's not. He's, fast, he's faster than you. I've, see, I've seen him too many times. I, I know. I feel like I know him. He's faster than you. You guys, you guys don't appreciate that I that I ran a five flat forty at my at the peak of my of my weights. I do appreciate that. I would like to know everybody on here that watches and has gotten this far. Ray, what were you? Two seventy. Two seventy five. Two eighty. Two seventy five. Peak performance. Ray. Six four. I'm helping you out, my guy. You just ruined it. You just ruined it. I knew what I was doing. (laughs) 6'4", 275, 5 flat 40. This is peak Ray performance here. The guy is an absolute train coming your way. But I think that the 5'1 guy with no arms is running faster. I think he is. He's tiny. He's low to the ground, bro. I think he's shifty too. Like, like I bet he's really shifty with it. Like yeah. he he might get a juke on you and shit. The guy's got to weigh eighty pounds tops, bro. <laughs> eighty pounds tops. <laughs> right. Trust me, bro. Trust me. You don't want to go there. You're you got childbearing hips. 
this guy is this guy is the opposite of that. His uh, hips are a third of the size of yours. There's, there's certainly a lot of service area for him to strike, but my point is <laughs> never get that close to me is what I'm trying to say, is that he would literally, physically never get that close to me. You know, I'll, I'll take my chances at that point. And there's nowhere that he could stab me that will just, like, cause, like, really terrible damage. Unless he, like, ruptures my spleen with a nice little, like, you know, like, little side stab. Like a, like a karate kick stab to the right to the spleen. Like, he's not going to. That, and that exact stab might be his specialty. You don't know. Fuck that guy. Let me catch in the streets, no arm, man. All right. Let's 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 stop giving the no arm guy the spotlight here. That, that was a long no arm guy conversation. <laughs> that was a long rift, yeah. That was a long We're rift. almost at 48 minutes, so let's have Marco throw in the hot take for us. No arm, man. You probably don't have a cell phone, so you're never going to watch this. But I mean, it maybe, certainly does not. Maybe a viewer down the road when we're famous will show you this clip. And then he'll find us. They... All right. Well, then you're really confident about absolutely kicking the shit out of this dude. So if he I finds us, I'm, I'm, I'm standing behind you. Yeah. yeah. All right. He's, he's and I'm not, I'm not worried because I showed him respect. Ray, and there's, there's there's also artwork in your lineage now. Like he knows, like he's gonna get the vibe right when he sees you. He's gonna be like, "This guy owns one of my farts." He is one hundred percent. He's one hundred percent going to not hurt me. But the big guy that was talking mad shit on that podcast—that's my enemy number one. Not the fart investor. Go, go ahead. Nick. Yeah, no, last thing, last thing about this guy for you guys out there that that are like, oh, he drew with his feet. Oh, I bet he I bet he drew, you know, if the things in front of me, he drew with his feet out like this. No, no, he was also very flexible. His feet yeah. spidered over his head and he drew with his toes out in front of him. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Bro, he would bring this leg in like this and, like, do it like that. He's not scorpion. You could have gone with it, bro. It's so ridiculous. I want... That's the people going. I want Marco to announce the hot take now. I want his voice in every episode. I appreciate that, guys. Hey. Happy to be back on. So, hot take for this week's episode. All right, millennials from 1984 to 2004 are labeled as lazy and entitled. Gen Xers are from 1965 to 1980. They're labeled as whiners. Do you agree with the above stereotypes? And what would you say is the biggest contributing factor, movement, and trend that caused the development of our generation to become lazy, entitled, and whiny? Whiny. All right. Well, I'm going to lead it off because I already talked to Marco about this. I can already check the box that I'm not offending my parents with this comment because they fall into the whiner category, apparently. Well, my answer to this is the people that have decided to give us these labels are a bunch of old bags. And you were able to purchase homes at $50,000 to $85,000 that appreciated to half a million to a million dollars. You were able to put your money away in accounts that paid you four, five, six percent interest. And you were able to invest in the stock market early and capture the 
absolutely absurd amount of gross from the United States becoming the country it is today. So for you to tell us who are dealing with much more other than war, you guys went to war. That's fine. I'll give you that point. But other than that, other than that, you guys are coming at us because we're not following these exact model of the life that you guys lived which is completely unrealistic at this point so that is my opinion with that and i think that yes there is a lot of entitlement especially in more on our age which we're millennials there's entitlement in our age so i can see that some people will give us a bad rap which is unfortunate but I think a lot of this stems from social media and us having this want to live this crazy life. And people have just decided that they don't need to own assets anymore. They don't need to have anything under their name. And a lot of people don't even want to really start families anymore because people are becoming extremely selfish. But again, to preface what I was saying, you old people that are coming at us and making these assumptions lived a completely unrealistic and different life. And it will not work for us. It is far more competitive now than it was back in the day. So for you to say those things is kind of messed up. And you guys should check yourselves. I want to I wanna comment on that. You, you're saying that Gen, Gen Xers, they went to war. But I don't, I don't think they were, the, they were the war generation. World War II ended 20 years before their genera- their time. Korea was... No, 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 no. I'm talking about the... I'm talking about the... Afghanistan? That... You're muted on that. Oh, I'm saying... I'm not talking about the Gen Xers. We fall into that same category. I'm talking about the people before them, the grandparents uh... that are the ones labeling us these names. I'm giving them that pass. But... Yeah. I think I think the only difference from the generation before Gen X, which is, do they call those people boomers? Those are the boomers? Baby boomers, whatever. Well, yeah. the generation that was in the wars, um, that was just such a, that was such a different time. And it almost like, it almost seems, this is like, obviously, a little exaggerated, but it seems um, technology-wise, it's like prehistoric compared to where we are now because of how far we've come. And so the times are just so different where that generation, and this is, we're talking 80 to 100 years ago. Yeah. That 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 time, those people, they didn't, um, I, think, I think they were more like movers and shakers because they had to physically go do things. Uh, you know, now like you could work from home and stuff like that like that wasn't an option so i could see with that old mentality how they would call people now lazy um but to me it's because maybe they're a little out of touch or they just don't understand like how shit goes nowadays but to my my answer to the overall question is that people in general are whiners and people in general are lazy i don't think it defines a a generation um, cause it's a mixed bag of all different kinds of people. So there's always going to be lazy people. There's always going to be whiners. There are, there's always going to be overachievers. There's going to be people who are always motivated. People who are hard workers, people who suck, people who don't suck. So I just, I don't think, uh, 
I don't think I think I think people's overall goal if we're talking about you know America if they were talking about that the demographic of people in America um I think their overall goal is is the same is that they want to live a good life and and um whether they whether they know exactly how to how to achieve it or, or whether they have a goal to do it or not um I don't know cuz it's it's definitely not easy uh it's very difficult but I don't think you could define uh either of those generations as lazy or whiners as a whole uh Pusco so the boomers were before the gen xers so that is correct Still thinking about the no arm man fucking scorpion over fucking shit. I saw I saw it, bro. Don't deny me. Oh my god. Alright. Um in terms of this hot take, um Gen Xers are my our parents. Uh my parents sixty eight and sixty-nine. Um I don't know if if we're lazy, I think that we're certain we certain we do have like a certain level of entitlement, but I think that's that's more so due to just the advances in and kind of social sphere that we've seen since the you know the Gen X generation, as well as just to address the lazy aspect of that. I think it's. I think it's just how accessible things are to us now. Like you don't have to get up to turn off your lights, but you can fucking tell Alexis to do it. You don't have to go out and go to the grocery store. That's fucking Instacart. So I don't know if it's lazy. I just think things have become more automated. Um, I think that's also just a natural progression of things is that things are going to become more and more automated. Um, and while to a certain extent that is lazy, like, yeah, you should probably go get your own groceries. It's just that life has become really like, complicated i think since that time i think life was probably more simple back then there was less things to you know that you really had to buckle down with and now there's just so much shit going on constantly 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 that like you don't have the time to go and do things like like grocery shopping so i don't know if it's lazy i think it's just you know, the natural advancement of technology um i also think that the gen x generation um they maybe they are whiners. Maybe they're whining because they didn't have it as good as we do. We have it pretty fucking good, dude. Like you don't have to go to the movies anymore. You could fucking watch it on HBO Go. You could watch it on Paramount. Like I think life has just changed a lot to this. Like what they were used to. You know what I mean? Like 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 the Gen Xers were like they were go getters. You know, like wake up in the morning, go to fucking class, like get a job, go to college, get a job, have kids, have a wife, have grandkids. Like it was like very set in stone as to what their life was going to look like. And I guess through like the, like, you know, like watching the internet be created and, and watching the cell phone, you know, like, I think, I think it's just shock to them that we are, you know, not appreciative of that. And for that, maybe we, uh, for that, maybe we're labeled lazy and titled and, and they're labeled uh, whiners. So, I'm not sure if those are accurate labels. I think that time has just changed and shit gets more difficult, more complicated than it was previously. Um, but I don't know if we're lazy and tired at all. I think that millennials are real go-getters, dude. Like, like you, how many? Like you see more young millionaires now than ever. You see more young people now making an impact on 
on society and, and, and the surrounding environment now more now than ever. So I think that we're, that we're go-getters as well. And we're just doing it a different way that they're not used to. Also like to comment on that, cause I think you framed that really well. I think that that is a little bit annoying to a lot of people as well, especially because traditionally you had to work your ass off for 20 years at a company and load up your 401k and load up your retirement accounts and you retire at 65 and, you'd have a million dollars in your bank account and you would have made it. And like now they're having to watch these young adults who are very innovative. And whether you want to say that the technology enables us to be lazy, if you can utilize the technology to your advantage and make a lot of money, I don't think you're lazy at all. I think you're very intuitive and you understand exactly how the world is changing and how it's working. And I could see why it would, rub some people the wrong way to have to look at a 25 year old as a speaker on a big panel who's worth 35 million because he found a way to ship a shitload of products from China to the United States and then to a bunch of consumers. I can see how that could be a little bit annoying. Um, so I think that has a little bit to do with it too, because we're just the traditional path to a, a successful adulthood family life is definitely changed. Some people don't want to get married. They don't they don't think they need to. Some people don't want to go to college and just get your traditional job and, and work really hard and kind of pave your path throughout your life. Some people crack the code early, figure it out early. And it's, it's maybe hard to swallow for some adults to have to see their kids or us kids making generational wealth in a summer because they bootstrapped learning a skill or learning a trait online. Um, and and I, I, that's understandable. I could see how it's hard. Like, you know, like imagine having to explain to your mom, like I, I thought it was awesome. Like the Mr. Beast thing, like he was embarrassed to tell his mom that he was making YouTube videos because she would not be able to fathom how that made any sense. Like how him getting on YouTube and making a video was any bit educational, profitable, or worth time. And he said he made a hundred videos before he told his mom, Hey, did I just get cut off here? No. Oh, my screen time is my screen time is up on my phone and shit. Um, uh, he had, to, he made a hundred videos before he told his mom, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm making over a thousand dollars a day already. Um, so I think that is kind of, a part that makes it tough for them to understand. I agree with that point. And uh, looking back at the early, the earlier generations in, in um, America's short history, it's, it's tough to, to see, to see things now the way they progress when they, the generation, they did what they were told to do. Like back then school was, uh, school still heavily emphasized, but like it's way more emphasized than it was before. Um, and just things were more, um, things were more like, uh, I guess less ambiguous. Like it was like, do this, do this now. And this is the way to go. And so for that, for that past generation, they did what they were told to do. They did what, what everyone says was the best way to go. And to see that that might not have been the best use of their time and to see that like they're being overlapped in some other ways, that's extremely frustrating because 
uh, and, and they may, they may take it out on the people that are finding success in other forms, but like, I'm sure they feel like they got played and it's not like, it's not like it was a little joke. Like it was their whole lives that they got played in in a way. So I definitely think that type of thinking is out there and, and that's, and that's what's, and that's a tough part of society. That's the tough part of the conforming to society aspect of life. Bottom line, it's a doggy dog world. (laughs) Doggy dog world or dog eat dog world? Doggy dog world. That's the world that I live in. Um, Ray, unless you have anything else, I think that's a good part for us to wrap this up. I think we both had, we all had... All three of us had some really good points there that make a lot of sense. So if you're a Gen Xer, suck it. Suck it. All right. We figured this shit out. We can get on video, talk the shit, and make millions of dollars. So with that, thank you. If you got to this point, Theresa Crowd Podcast, we love you. Episode 13, 14 next week. I'm impressed that we've gotten this far and I am road to 100 episodes. So make sure, like, comment, subscribe shoot us some love like we say we're not sensitive if you hate us just write that you hate us but at least say something get the algorithm to start cooking for us all right yeah, fuckers. see you next week Peace.